Welcome to Heels in the Courtroom, a podcast about successfully navigating law and life, featuring the women trial attorneys at the Simon Law Firm. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Heels in the Courtroom. In fact, this is our first episode of season four, ladies, season four. I'm so proud of us for having stuck with this and having what I consider to be fantastic content for ourselves and our listeners. So let's give ourselves a pat on the back. Thank you listeners for supporting us and subscribing and sending out texts to your friends and letting everyone know about us. We really, really appreciate it. Our episode today is back in the saddle. And we wanted to address what appears to have been happening over the last several months, going from really almost zero to 100. At least that's what I feel like. Not only in our professional world where courts are reopening, we're having things in person, we've been in trials, but also just personally, it seems like every holiday, every birthday, every celebration that we missed over the last year or so has been shoved into every available date, which is wonderful and fun, but I've had a moment to reflect. Liz and I were in a trial for just about three weeks in the first part of August. We've had a moment to reflect, and it has just been overwhelming. And that's kind of where I am right now, a little bit overwhelmed. So we wanted to talk about what we're doing to try to prioritize a lot of High-achieving individuals, such as ourselves, have always worked really hard to prioritize and balance. But then we kind of got, speaking for myself, completely out of the habit, completely out of shape on that. And so it's been a rude awakening to try to get everything that we did before back into a regular routine schedule that's doable. So Erica, you not only had to deal with the COVID shutdown and returning to work, but, you know, had a baby. (laughs) So I feel like (laughs) me even complaining a little bit is a little disingenuous when it comes to what you've been through. So tell us, how have you been? Well, you don't have to apologize because what I have learned is everybody kind of is in their own situation. It depends on If you have kids, if you don't have kids, if you do have kids, how old are they? Do you have a litigation practice that got stalled or do you have a different law practice where your clients really needed you during COVID? So don't feel bad in my relation, but I appreciate that. Uh, And I, quite frankly, it was nice to have a secret COVID pregnancy. Nobody saw me go through that (laughs) and that's fine. (laughs) That's completely fine. If there's one picture of me pregnant, I'd be surprised. Anyway, so... When I got back uh, in June of 2021, a couple months ago, things were just starting to open up and then kind of the Delta variant hit and everybody's on edge again about, you know, are things opening? Are they not? And at least in the middle of the country where we are, we're kind of floating through this hybrid of things are opening up, but you can still have a personal preference, whether you want to go in person. Some things are being offered in a hybrid model, like you can attend remotely or in person. And that's for, you know, legal events as well as hearings and things like that. But then, you know, when I think about attending a hearing 
remotely that I know all my opposing counsel are going to go to in person, that's kind of concerning. You know, if they're in front of the judge and have that benefit of, you know, kind of that small talk before a hearing gets started. And then, you know, I'm remote in this talking head on a computer screen. That just doesn't feel right as far as how we practice. So I'm struggling as far as things opening back up about like, what do I go to? I do have a little unvaccinated kid, so I'm more on the conservative still pretty weary and of kind of reengaging with with normal society at the same time like we're all experiencing we just have trials back to back and back to back but yeah i mean as far as just the overwhelming feeling of everything kind of hitting at the same time i think sunday night the sunday scaries just were on steroids for me and I was doing some work to prepare for a deposition Monday morning. And I usually try not to work at home if I don't have to. And my wife and I are both up on a Sunday night after we put our kids to bed, trying to get enough work done to start the week. And I just, my anxiety was just building and building and building and building as I was spending, you know, as I was spending like two hours, like getting caught up technically. I was just overwhelmed. And when I got to bed, my wife like looked over me. You know how this goes, like a friend or a spouse or something just has to ask you the tiniest question. And they can say, you okay? Or how how are things going? And it's like the floodgates opened up. Right. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm so burnt it's out. So much. I don't know if I should be doing this. Is this the right thing for me long term? And like in the span of 10 minutes, I had this roller coaster where I went from like, you know, is this my life's work versus should I even be a person that works? <laughs> you know? I oh, mean, my goodness. <laughs> and you guys know me like I'm pretty even. <laughs> I have a high tolerance level and it was just it was just overwhelming. So I got myself back together Monday morning. And by the time I got to work Monday morning, I think after the deposition was over and I could kind of release the stress of, am I ready for this deposition? How is it going to go? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm like texting my wife like, okay, I'm going to stay employed. Everything's fine. Right. No problem. I'm, like I got past it. I'm back. No problem. Just a little, just a little blip. Everything I said, completely erase it from your mind. So that begs the question of, do we have to return to everything that we did pre-pandemic, be it professional, personal, whatever it is? Do we have to go back to everything that we did before? Elizabeth, have you thought about that? The pandemic came at a pretty interesting time in my practice. I had basically just gotten licensed and then, you know, the world shut down. So as people might know, I went to Nashville to spend apparently a year there. And so once things picked up, I came back into the office, pretty much been back full time. And before the pandemic, I didn't have very healthy boundaries, came right from law school, was working all of the time, didn't really have anything outside of work. So I spent a lot of time working, a lot of time here in the office and spending a year away from the office, working from home. I was with my parents. I think I saw good examples of setting boundaries and what that kind of looks like in like a real adult way, because all I'd had to compare it to was um, school, basically. And in school, like everything zero to 100, you know, you're just like not 
necessarily living a very healthy lifestyle. So I think that the pandemic was good for me in that way because I saw how like real adult life functions and how you don't have to be married to your work. It can be a really important part of your life, but you should have things outside of that. And, you know, that was difficult during a pandemic, obviously. But coming out of the pandemic, I feel like I have a better routine now, able to step away from work, believe it or not, and like have actual time away from it, not think about it 24-7. At least I try to. So I've been able to set some good boundaries trying to practice what I preach, go see our episode on how to say no, um, trying to do that more often. But one thing is I think things have really picked up in the last month or so, and I've been having a hard time in kind of regressing and starting to be here all the time in the office and trying to not go back to my pre-pandemic ways. So I think that that's It's been a struggle. I'm sure other people are experiencing that, how to kind of maintain some of the healthier things you were doing during the pandemic and try to not let your social life and work back in full swing kind of take over. So that's something that has been a challenge for me in the past couple of weeks. And Megan, I know that you changed jobs in the middle of pandemic. So how has that been? It's been interesting. When I switched over, very little about my previous job was directly transferable to what I do now. It was a completely different type of atmosphere and work atmosphere and type of tasks that I was doing day to day. And I wasn't really involved in this trial practice that I am now. So I think when I started, it was kind of uh, the floodgates of the courts were opening back up and trials were being reset and depositions were going like crazy. So right when I started, I started into a mountain of work. And it hasn't really slowed down since. I feel like I've kind of been on a treadmill at full speed compared to what I was doing before. And it just has to do with the timing of when I came over. And that happened to be when the pandemic started to taper off, I guess, in terms of it limiting our lives in a serious way. I still can't help but think that when things, if things go back to maybe how they were pre-pandemic, I'm going to be bored. (laughs) Oh, my word. (laughs) Okay, so I think there's an episode out there talking about the ebbs and flows of litigation. When you're on one of those lows, you have to hold Mm -hmm. on to it and (laughs) work six-hour days because there will be plenty to counterbalance it. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid to leave work a little bit early when you can because it won't last. It won't. Liz, where are you in the back in the saddle emerging from the pandemic? I feel like I am barely hanging on to that horse. Like it's charging full speed and... Like you got your foot caught in the stirrup and it's dragging you along? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like it's... A little disorienting. I'm not going to lie. And Erica, I'm really glad to hear that you had, I don't know, what do we want to call it? A meltdown? Is that harsh? That sounds too juvenile. (laughs) This was an adult tantrum. It's a Sunday spiral. A Sunday spiral. Because I had that pretty recently myself. And I made the, in my opinion, bad judgment of letting it happen at work. I was at work when I let it slip because we were in the middle of trial prep. It was before, right before a bunch of motions were due for pre-trial. I had taken on the bulk of these pre-trial motions. I was at maximum level of stress and my maximum capacity for work. And right when I was trying to get some of these motions done so we could get them filed, I got hit with two motions for summary judgment that would have been due in the middle of trial. 
or immediately after trial. And I just had a moment where I think something broke in my brain because I was standing in the hallway and I just went, love my job, really love my job today. And I know, I know for a fact my interns heard me, which I don't want them to hear that, but I couldn't help. It just, it came out before I even thought about it. And one of my interns came in and she was like, hey, I hope you feel better soon. I stopped her and I was like, I'm really sorry you saw that. That's not appropriate for me to do at work. I know you guys are wanting to be lawyers someday and that litigation is something you might want to do. And so seeing that small, what I think was unprofessional, that wasn't fair for you or right of me to do. So I apologize. But then I'm not going to lie. We got into trial and I said, God, I love my job. It was a complete tonal shift. And I remember texting my husband. I said, I love this shit. I love it. I love it. And it was just such a, like you said, ebbs and flows. This is a roller coaster. I had a complete attitude change once I was actually in trial. And right now we are trial prepping again. And I'm sort of at that low in the roller coaster where I'm thinking, I love my job. But I know I'm going to get into trial and I'm going to be back at that moment where I'm riding high again. And I think that that is a really tough place to be in as a young lawyer because you might not have that experience yet of the, the high of it. You're maybe just at the low where you're slogging through all of this work and it just won't stop and it keeps coming. And, you know, when it rains, it storms. And this is what I was telling Amy earlier. It really feels like the last couple of months have been, it's like a dam. And before everything started kind of opening back up, we were starting to get vaccinated a little bit more. I felt a little more safe to come out. The courts were starting to open up and there was a little crack in the dam of work. And every week that went by, that crack got bigger and bigger and then Late in the summer, we started prepping for trial and the levee broke. That dam just broke and it was just, like you said, floodgates opened. And that is how I have very much been feeling. And I am just going to stick with the metaphor. Like I'm treading water at this point. (laughs) But I also am looking at my calendar and I realize once this trial is done and then Eric, I'm going to help you with your trial, I'm open for the next couple of weeks before we're back in trial at the beginning of 2022. And I'm going to try really hard to enjoy my Christmas break. And I'm not going to feel guilty about taking that time off and spending that time with my family or not spending that time with my family and just spending time with myself. Um, And that's how I'm trying to look forward and plan things. And honestly, I wouldn't mind if we got fully back to where we were or at least where I was pre-pandemic because I feel like I had a better grasp on my schedule then, Mm -hmm. (laughs) honestly. But I think it's just the past couple of months have been so weird and it's going to take a couple of months, maybe a little longer for it to unweird itself. I hate it that you had that hallway moment of hating your job. I hate that. But... You only experienced the top of the roller coaster because you had experienced the bottom. Exactly. But you learned now what you have in your mind is that the highs exist. You know what the highs are. And truthfully, there are more highs coming and they could be higher highs. Now, there also might be lower lows. But what you learned is that's just part of it. And what you also learned is you went home that night and 
I'm guessing you had a normal evening at home. Yes, I had a normal evening after I told my husband the story of what happened in the hallway. And he went, yikes, that's not good. Don't do that. (laughs) And I said, I know, I know, like, cut me some slack here. But the thing that I have realized is the reason that this job is as hard as it is and the reason that the lows are so low and the highs are so high is because our job is interesting. And I tell people this all the time. I have a really stressful job. I work a lot of hours, but my job is really cool. I have a really cool job. And I think it's an important lesson for young lawyers to learn and maybe even law clerks to kind of look ahead for that. Like sometimes even if you really love your job, you're going to have days where you don't like it. It just it sucks. And that's why it's called work. I mean, we love our jobs, but it's still work. And I had someone, a young lawyer who listens to the podcast, call me during his first year of practice. and was like, you guys all sound like you love your job. And I'm just, you know, sometimes I don't like mine very much. You know, what should I do? And I was like, no, no, that doesn't mean that you need to look for a new job. Maybe it does. But sometimes, especially during your first year, your job just sucks. Like it just that's part of it. It's not just your first year. (laughs) Good. It doesn't go away. Maybe the frequency. I I had one this week where I was like, is this really what I should be doing with my life? Like (laughs) as if I had an opportunity to do something different. Let's face it. I mean, I have no other skills to do anything else. I'm curious if it's because we all we didn't take a year off, but things were definitely pretty slow for a year. So was everyone out of practice or have things become more complicated in our jobs? Because I'm hearing similar frustrations, too, from most uh, trial attorneys that I know. So has it become more difficult or are we just out of practice? I think I'm out of shape for it. I don't feel so out of shape. I feel that because everything got delayed by a year, we were working so hard to get them rescheduled quickly. And that is because I think that's a service to our clients. We want to make sure that we can get their cases resolved as soon as possible. But that also means that things are stacking up quickly. And so that is where I feel the stress is coming in, is that it's just one thing after another. It's not slowing down. It's just trial after trial after trial. On top of cases are still coming in. We're still intaking cases. We're still working up other cases. And it honestly feels like there is not enough time in the day. And I've always been a big proponent of taking weekends and we work hard during the week. We should be able to enjoy our weekends. And I'm finding the last couple of months, especially my weekends have been seriously encroached upon. But if I don't work on the weekends, the work doesn't get done. And that's where the stress is coming for me is the fact that I feel like I'm not getting a moment to really just take a breather and take a minute for myself, to just turn my brain off. Here's the thing that I think we need to remember in our side of the practice too. Since we're experiencing this logjam of trials and working up cases to meet a trial deadline, you know, that feeling of overwhelm, that feeling of like just going from one thing to the next, which quite frankly is not helped by remote things. Like that has assisted us get through this time, but The way my schedule looks is just bonkers because I can jump on a call versus jumping on a Zoom depot versus jumping on a hearing, whereas I physically, since my body used to have to be in that place, I couldn't, you know, stack my schedule like that. And that is a really hard cadence to learn how to manage. So I just, my 10 years of being licensed was three days ago. And so I feel like that's like, you know, I can solidly say there's a decade under my belt. And so like when I had this experience Sunday night where I'm like, well, you know, this is just I don't know if this is working. I also knew myself in knowing that that would come back around 
probably pretty quickly. It was probably a symptom of being pretty anxious about the depot I was going to take. Just tired. Just tired. And really that it gets easier. It's just bearing down and like tolerating through it and like keeping yourself even enough. But obviously, Liz, like you said, you're going to slip sometimes. And also, I don't think that's so bad. I may be leaving some expletives out, which is also <laughs> it's okay. my bad. That's so. okay. <laughs> it's cliche, but it's really true is what helps keep it a little less overwhelming is just taking everything one day at a time. I know recently I was looking. Never done that. <laughs> <laughs> I go week by week. Teach me your ways. I was recently <sighs> looking ahead at our trial calendar for the next year. And in 2022, me and the attorney that I work most closely with, we have two trials per month at least scheduled. And it just really overwhelmed me to think, how am I going to prepare for all these? I mean, each child takes so much care and work to prepare for. I need to prepare for all of these at once. Right now, I need to be prepared for all of them already. And it's just, it doesn't work like that. You look at your schedule for one day and you think, this is what I can get done today. And this is what I need to get done each day to make these move at the pace that is appropriate. And that helps keep me calm, I think, most days. So it sounds like everyone is hopeful that this log jam can be broken and it's going to be really, really crazy and busy for the next few months, but then we're going to even out back to normal. And I think that is most likely going to be the case. I'm not sure how many months it's going to take for that to truly look like quote unquote normal. But I'm, I'm still interested in the idea of have we learned anything about what we don't need in our lives through COVID? And I will tell you that because of COVID, because the courts were, you know, kind of closed, no trials, I was seeking other things to do, work related, work adjacent. And that led me to being more involved in some of the national organizations that I'm in, which I love. And I appreciate so much having those organizations available to fill my time. Now, though, I'm in Uh-oh. deep <laughs> with some of those, and I'm finding it difficult to keep the pace up in those organizations with the restart of all the trials. And I'm kind of beating myself up a little bit about that and trying to put it all in perspective, which is what I preach all the time and sometimes fail to do. They're volunteer organizations. And most people understand in the organization that it's a volunteer organization of trial lawyers. And there are days when you can't be on the Zoom call about that subcommittee that you're on. And there are days that you can't attend the conference because you're in trial. And I believe we're kind of harder on ourselves than the other people in the organization because it's like, we get it. It's volunteer. Do what you can. But it goes back to our type A personalities where we want to be the best at everything we choose to do. And what I'm trying to decipher now is, are there organizations that I can use the COVID experience to gracefully bow out of? And I don't like that because I have generally really, really enjoyed everything that I've done with the legal organizations. But that's kind of what's going through my mind. And I want to give myself the grace to say, yeah, okay, I, I've done that. 
I've done that. I'm going to put that one aside. I'm going to say thank you very much. I've already done that with one organization. It was, I appreciate it, but I have other organizations that I have deeper commitments to. And I'm trying to teach myself that that's okay. Are you con marrying? I don't know. <laughs> Your obligations? <laughs> Probably. Amy, I found myself not for a work obligation, but for a, a personal obligation wondering, will the COVID excuse still work? Right. I think, hey, it, would I think you it like does. a child, an unvaccinated <laughs> child to care for? Because I'm hanging on to that one as much as I need to. <laughs> it's true. As we've been going through this, I've been telling myself the same two things that have kind of carried me through. And one is when I feel overwhelmed and like I don't have enough time to prepare and I'm going from one thing to the next, try to be as honest with myself as possible. And I say, am I doing my best? And by and large, I am trying so hard. I don't know if I'm working to the highest perfect level that I'd like to given enough time and all that good stuff. But I can honestly say that I am trying my absolute best. The other thing I tell myself is that by doing that, by trying my best with the resources and time that I have, it's not always going to work out and I'm going to fail at things. And if, if and when I do, to try to fail small and try to contain it and know that it's not something that if I fail somewhere, it doesn't mean everything fell apart. So those are the two things that I'm, you know, those are my mantras. Like, are you trying the best you can and what else can you do? Given what we're dealing with, if you are trying your best, it has to be enough. Because if it's not enough, you'll lose your job. And if you lose your job because your best isn't enough, then that's just what it is. And you'll get on the other side of that, too. It's just a lot of work. It is. (laughs) It is. To, like, keep up that level. Which is why we're all so darn busy right now. And tired. And tired. (laughs) Anybody want a (laughs) six-month-old? Let me bookend the new baby story. My husband and I dropped off our older son, we have two sons, at college over Labor Day weekend. And we were having lunch and I had lots of um, lots of anxiety working up to that, pretty much through the summer, just worrying about it and thinking about it and knowing what is that going to look like for us and for him. And he's the first child to leave the nest, so to speak. And we were having lunch. We got to Denver and we were having lunch the day before we dropped him off. And he was ready. And it occurred to me to tell him this. I said, babe, do you know why I have worked your entire life? And he looked at me like, oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) And I think this is not something that I had articulated. I, I believe that I've always believed it, but never articulated. I said it was for this moment because I have to now let you go. And I need something to do with my time that isn't worrying about you and isn't making your life miserable for you to worry about how I'm doing. So it occurred to me that all the stress and the anxiety of being full-time employed and living the lives that we choose to live and having children and trying to raise those children, one of the reasons that I never didn't want that was because I didn't want him to feel badly and to spread his wings and to achieve all the dreams that he wanted to achieve without worrying about me. 
he didn't appreciate it like I think he should have, <laughs> by the way. I think he was a little bit like, what? You're crazy. Can I just go to college? But for those of you listening that are kind of in the throes of it, working and raising a family or taking care of family members, it really was a light that went out in my mind. It's a way to take care of yourself, even though it feels very hard to believe and counterintuitive to say, I work full time and try to raise a family because I promise it's going to pay off one day. But I'm here to tell you that in that moment, I was so proud of myself because I was also taking care of him. In that moment, I was so proud of myself and I've let myself feel that way since he's been gone and since he called me for the first time today after almost two weeks. So (laughs) I know I did the right thing because he has been enjoying himself and he's a very happy, independent person. So again, for those of you out there going through all the craziness that we put ourselves through, please take it to your heart that it will pay off and you'll be in a good place. So listeners, we have run the gamut today on what it means to be back in the saddle. Welcome to season four. We very much appreciate your listening, your subscribing, your sharing. Please stay tuned. We would love to hear your comments at heelsinthecourtroom.law. We will be dropping episodes every Wednesday going forward. So thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Heels in the Courtroom. Thanks very much. Amy, Liz, Erica, Mary, Elizabeth, and Megan would love to hear from you. Send your thoughts to comments at heelsinthecourtroom.law and subscribe today. 